This podcast is brought to you by, by, by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vets. Welcome back to Civic Tech in Africa podcast. I am your host, Nati Mkweka. Thank you for making it to another episode of this podcast. We are talking about education and bridging the digital divide between rural and urban areas. I am joined by an award-winning uh, entrepreneur from Mozambique, Dana Made, who is going to be talking to us about this education called, called the Community Tablet. Dana was also part of the Civic Tech Innovation Forum that happened this September. Uh, he was one of the exhibitors there. So I'm, I'm so happy to have him here. Hi, Dana. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you so much for, for making it here. I, I thank you for the invitation. It's a great pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, like we're going to talk about, so you call it the the tablet communitario in uh, in Portuguese, and you also call yes. it uh, the community tablets, right? In the, in English, um, I'm very very interested in, in in what triggered the you know the the launch, and why did you think this was an important initiative to start? Well, uh, first of all, I want to explain why uh, I chose the name community tablet. I chose the name Community Tablet because we designed a tablet for everybody, a tablet which can be used and shared by everybody. This Community Tablet is mobile and can be everywhere, anywhere. It's powered by solar panel Mm. and everybody is free to use. Hmm. That's why we did, uh, we, we chose the name Community Tablet. And, and so and, when, when did you guys launch it? Well, we did start this project about five years ago. I was the, 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 the concept author, and I put the team together uh, in Mozambique in order to build our first prototype. That mm. was five years ago. It was our first prototype. We had uh, to do everything from scratch without any tutorials to follow because it was something very, very new. And uh, we struggled in the, in the beginning, but uh, struggle is good because it helps you to improve. And uh, I would say that after six to eight months, we had uh, our product full operational. I'm, right. know, I'm talking about from the five years. Yes. In the beginning, it was a bit difficult because this is mobile. Yes. Uh, as, you, as you may be aware, uh, our road conditions in Mozambique, and especially going to rural communities uh, in remote areas, is like, uh, like very, very bad in terms of road conditions. And uh, we face a lot of challenges, but we managed to have our prototype operational. And today we are proud to say that we made something which it has, it has an importance in those communities. And so what, what was the gap that you saw that th- these communities needed uh, that then you know, made you to start and, 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 and think about this concept in the first place? I will just give you a very uh, simple example. We in urban communities, uh, let's say that you go and buy something which needs assembly. Mm. We don't read the manuals anymore. What we do, we go to YouTube and we see the quickest way to, to learn how to assemble that specific thing. 
and uh, we do it in the in very quickly instead of reading manuals which could take us 10 minutes 20 minutes one day if you go to uh, digital tutorials uh, in just two three minutes you can learn exactly how to do it and you do it right so in in rural communities i believe we we believe that it was the same problem right. most of these communities were surrounded by resources but they just don't know how to use those resources in their favor. And uh, the way things has been done in the past, uh, lots of NGOs and government organizations, they, 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 they used to go to those communities with pamphlets, leaflets, and to do speech, to teach uh, perhaps communities or to empower the communities on how to do certain things right. on, or, or how to be aware of certain things. But uh, our study showed that it's very difficult even for us just to listen to somebody to explain us how to do it or by reading a leaflet. The example I gave you about the, the when we buy something and we, we want to assemble it. Right. And we found that it's much easier in that communities to empower them in audio, visual uh, and digital format. So mm. that's how we do it. We go to a community uh, just to explain a bit more on our operations. We, we arrive in the communities. We always work in alignment with the government programs. And uh, we, 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 we prepare contents uh, on specific topics where, where, which we're going to present. Mm. And the topics which we present are always done in partnership with Universidad Eduardo Monlan. Mm. which is the biggest university in Mozambique. The reason why is because in the past, we made a lot of mistakes by thinking if you just put a, a, a digital content in forms of video or, 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 or cartoon, people will understand and people will like. But mm. we realized from our, our mistakes that every content has to be prepared according to their habits and culture. Mm. And for that, we use uh, anthropology and sociology to prepare the content before we deploy in the communities because every community is different. Right. And they think different, they have different culture, they have different habits. So we have to, 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 to deploy the contents uh, respecting those aspects. Right. And our unit don't only play videos, but we also have two-way uh, broadcasting communication, which means that, that what we, we are doing now, our system is also prepared to do video call conference uh, because after, after videos, uh, people always may have questions and they need answers to be, right. okay? So, so it's, a two -way, have... it's a two-way street. So you guys, so whoever comes in, you come in and, and have this, this audio-visual educating people about something but there's also yes. a way for them to give feedback that's correct right and considering that uh, some communities they have a, a data network and others they don't have data network our system can also connect to satellite which means that uh, satellite connections will also allow a video call conference right we also have an offline uh, functionality which means that we prepare a, a robot with, uh, with questions and answers, mm -hmm. we, which means that 
the robot can identify by word recognition certain types of questions because questions have to be very straightforward. And also, uh, if you if you know uh, our unit, we have two sides. One, it all, we have a big screen for the videos, and on another side, we have a four touch screen units implemented. Right. Which means that uh, the users are also submitted to digital quizzes. Mm. which means that we, we also want to create interactivity in those communities. Right. So people don't, don't just see a, a video, but they also interact with our units, which right. means that we, we prepare digital quizzes and they are able to see, for example, one question and three answers. Mm. And they select which is the correct, uh, which is the correct answer. If they, uh, they respond uh, wrong, the system will also validate if it's right, if it's wrong, or if it's wrong, which one is right. right. And we always associate the text to images because in the communities, uh, some people cannot read. Most people cannot read. Right. Yeah, they, they can't read. So they associate the questions on the image and the answers also with, the, with images. And that allows also to us to include people with... Uh, with some uh, visual and uh, and uh, audio problems, some people cannot see, some people cannot hear. Right. And we also have a word recognition uh, digital quiz. So we we put everybody interacting, which is the beauty of this. And and for people who don't know this, I mean, I, I've seen pictures of this this tablet that you're talking about. It's a very huge machine. Uh, that you transport around the country. And I know on, on the website, it says you use, sometimes you use a horse, sometimes you use a car, you use a truck, but it's this very, very big machine that can interact with like more than one person at a time. I've seen the groups of people just like around this machine and all engaging with it at the same time. Uh, I mean, how is that experience? I mean, and, and, is, and is that helpful that it's that huge, uh, that, that huge of a machine? Well, uh, the reason because it's huge, we interact with communities. So must be in group groups of people. Again, we have a live screen where we can attend more than 100, 200 people at the same time to see the video. And uh, that's very important in the community because we, we couldn't have uh, like uh, small laptops or small tablets and give each one for them to see the video, then right. for them to interact, that would be very difficult. Mm. But uh, the reason is uh, of its dimension is because we need to, 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 to create a scenario where group of people can have access. And that machine is powered by solar panels, which means that, uh, well, we use solar energy for our activities. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's the reason that right. we have the big uh, infrastructure. And you mentioned earlier that you know some people that you interact with aren't necessarily educated, and so it's very difficult for them to interact. So it's very good to have pictures, uh, right, to interact with them. I mean, what are some challenges as well besides that of people not being educated that you face there, and and and, and how have you gone about resolving those challenges? Well, one of the main challenges in these days, uh, in these days of COVID, where we need uh, physical distance. Because when we arrive to those communities, we create a lot of agglomeration. So one of the biggest challenges in, the, challenges in these days, we have to arrive like quietly, mm -hmm. go a, a, a bit out of the village, create a perimeter, 
by using uh, local authorities, we identify groups of people to call them to, to, to attend. Mm. And that's one of the difficult things for us to do because this was created for everybody to free come and watch and interact, etc., mm-hmm. etc. But now we have to take some precautions because of yes. the new reality. Before COVID, I mean, even now during COVID, I mean, what kind of impact have you been able to have? I mean, with these communities, are you seeing that people are more informed? Do you are you able to come back to these communities and see that people are, are better educated about these things? I mean, have you been able to measure the impact that you're able to have with this with this platform? During COVID, uh, when COVID started in in Mozambique, uh, a lot of people in rural communities they didn't have the inform the, the enough information because right. they so, some communities they have radios, but they'll just explain that uh, we have COVID, which is uh, a respiratory diseases, but those people did, uh, didn't have much information on it. We did a pilot project with the uh, government of uh, Maputo, municipality mm. of Maputo, okay? And uh, we, we, we went to some communities and we realized that people didn't have a clue of uh, how to prevent COVID because, I, I mean, uh, to tell people to wear masks, I mean, it's very difficult if you don't explain to them, if you don't show to them, uh, if you don't teach them how to do it. Mm. I mean, just by radio, I mean, it's quite complex or complicated. And again, uh, going back to my first approach, and when you go there and, and you do a speech, most of the times people may look at you and uh, they may think this guy is not even part of this community. What does he know better than us? Yes. So that's why it's important to prepare contents according to their habits, their culture to involve the local uh, local and traditional authorities. Yes. And uh, we did the pilot and we showed them exactly what was COVID. We showed them the how COVID was killing around the world. And we realized that after people see the video, they start covering the, the nose, the, the mouth, they start distancing from each other. And I mean, we saw the impact of that uh, and uh, measuring the impact in Mozambique, for example, rural communities uh, didn't have much in terms of, uh, of uh, contamination mm-hmm. compared to, to us in, 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 in urban, urban cities. Urban communities. Yeah, and we, we were concerned that the rural communities could have uh, a negative impact uh, for, for the COVID, right. but fortunately not. I'm not saying that it's because of our of our unit, because uh, I believe the government did all they could do to 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 mitigate this. Right. But uh, we also were, were were part of the process, at least in uh, in uh, in South during our pilot project. Right. And so, did you find that you know uh, the the community tablet is a very good way of interacting with people on the ground about things from the government or things generally? That they might need to know. So I see that. So you said earlier that you, you have partnered with the, the University of Eduardo Montlane to educate people, right? Other than that partnership, have you been able to make more partnerships really to educate people about things that they may need to know? Yes, we made, we have partnership in place with the Ministry of Education. 
with Ministry of Health, with Ministry of Science and Technology, and with some uh, NGOs in Mozambique. Our unit is a way of communication uh, using a context of rural community. So we can deploy anything, I mean, on, 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 on our unit. Uh, just let me just give you one example. Uh, some communities, they suffer from subnutrition. I mean, the, the nutrition levels are very, very, very low. But those communities are, are, are surrounded with botanical resources. So just by going to those communities and, and teach them how to make use of the botanical resources in partnership with the Minister of Health, for example, putting in nutrition doctors on board. So we can sometimes, or most of the times, uh, most of, of the resources around uh, people are useful for them. In mm. this particular case of nutrition, we can teach people how to take uh, some leaves and uh, mix with what water, mix with that, ABC. And if they take that, they can uh, uh, make the nutrition level stable. I mean, uh, this uh, unit was really created to empower people in those communities, to empower people in Africa, in order to, to see if we can catch up with the rest of the world. Right. Because one of the biggest problems of, or, or causes of poverty is absence of knowledge. If mm. people are empowered, if, people, if, uh, if we teach people how to do certain things, people become self-sustained, right. sustainable, and uh, we, we can reduce eventually the level of poverty. Mm. Because to reduce poverty is not about you going there and give money to the people and say, listen, you know, we're not doing anything. Another example, which I, 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 I would like to give it to you. We did an, an event some years ago was about malaria. Mm. People received nets to cover themselves to prevent mosquitoes to, 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 to bite them. But most people use those nets for fishing. And we, we teach those uh, people that if you use these nets for, for, for fishing, you are devastating the whole fish on the, on the river or, or on the sea because mm. those nets are not appropriated to, to do fishing. And on the next season, you'll not have any fish to mm, eat. Mm. So is this type of things where people need to understand uh, how to do it, why not to do this, etc. etc. And that's why we create this machine, this equipment, which is already patented. Uh, we, we patent our, our, our innovation. Mm. Even in South Africa, we have our patent uh, registered in South Africa. Right. And, and the idea is that to empower people, to increase their quality of life, et cetera, et cetera. I want to talk about you a little bit. Uh, you've been described as a, as a serial entrepreneur, right? I, I imagine that means you, you have a lot of experience in establishing businesses and, and social enterprises like the community tablet. And you've experienced some failures and some successes, right? Through your entrepreneurship journey. What would you say are some of the biggest lessons you have taken from all your work, just establishing businesses and running them over the years? The advice I give to, 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 to everybody, mm. uh, it's not easy to, to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you can start something, you can have an idea, and for that to pick up, that, that can take some time. Uh, you must believe in what you're doing. What you're doing must make sense. What you're doing must be aligned with the with the 
direction the world is taking mm. and uh, don't give up because right. otherwise if you if you start something and the, at the middle of the road you 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 give up be sure that someone else is waiting for that moment to take what you've done and proceed mm. so my experience is we have to be patient it's not easy especially for us africans i mean any idea in europe or america they have the right support i'm not saying here that we don't have the support we do have the support right but the support is very limited mm-hmm. but in, in that part of the world you just have to dream of, on something and tomorrow can become a story of, of success right yeah and just picking up on that is that you know like in in africa really establishing a business has its own challenges but establishing a tech focused digital focused business must have its own challenges as well Do you remember any of these challenges that you might have faced uh, just establishing this this tablet for instance this big digital platform and moving it around the country because you said you use uh, solar power and all those stuff but any any other uh, challenges that you faced because of this you know this tech platform that you have Yes uh, one of the challenges which we faced is like people didn't know about that and mm. you remember uh, small kids taking stones and trying to scratch the, the Ooh, monitor okay. they didn't know what they were, they were doing <laughs> of course <laughs> was a big challenge for us to 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 rethink how to protect those monitors mm-hmm. against those type of, of situations that that was one of the biggest challenge and and the, another challenge that we faced on our interactive screens i mean uh, we found out that only the strong guys uh, wanted to stay there longer and they didn't let the, the the girls for example to have access because you know and we had to create a situation where we we put the chronometer i mean if you there the system can take you a picture or can take your fingerprints and you have 5 5 for 10 minutes to use it right after you finish you have to go out and you must give space to another person and that was a, another challenge which we had other than that was road conditions i mean uh, we have a lot of potholes in our road especially going to remote areas and we had to reinforce uh, the equipment inside the way we we tight things inside for the screens for the solar panels for the inverter and we face also here a lot of high uh, temperatures mm. we have to improve our 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 cooling system on our units mm. i mean we, we had quite a few challenges because it's not easy to, from day one to put something together technical right. and put on the in the middle of nowhere right um you know at the staff conference uh that happened in september the one of the themes was in fact the theme was DIY Africa right doing it yourself Africa i mean what does that mean for you especially as somebody who who is who's in a, you know having this initiative the the comki tablet and just taking it to people making sure people are educated about important issues what does the theme of DIY Africa mean to you well uh, my understanding is like we all have to do uh, what we can to put africa to catch up with the rest of the world to empower people and more people to educate more people and uh, put them self sustain right self sustainable and uh, take us to another level that's right. what we need yeah. definitely definitely and i know that there are some young entrepreneurs who are coming in after you who are working right now 
you know, establishing some some digital platform or you know establishing some app somewhere, and they may be facing some challenges right now, Dane. Uh, what words of wisdom would you would you would you give them as, as young entrepreneurs who are trying to be this DIY people who are trying to bridge the gap? As I said in the beginning, they have to align the ideas with uh, with the route the world is taking. It is the same as fashion. I mean, uh, if you in the fashion industry, you have to align your mindset to the route the world is taking. Otherwise, uh, you'll be five years back, 10 years back. You have to align the, the way the world is going. That's the, the way whatever we are doing, we have to align our things to the new future. Dane, thank you so much for joining us for our podcast. Uh, it's been great having you. Great having you and thank you very much for this uh, attention. It was a privilege for me to be here. Looking forward to hear from you again. All right. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Now, I'm going to share a thought from Rapelang Rabana. She says, innovation is a conviction that things could be better. That's your innovation thought for the day. We'll be right back after this. That concludes this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast. And please see the episode description for all the places you can follow and engage with the Civic Tech Innovation Network. Until next time, goodbye. This podcast was brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vets.